All right, guys, MWUSA episode 80, and just got back from Vegas about an hour ago and wanted to kind of clarify a lot of stuff because I think there was over 40 sections to that last episode, and I kind of wanted to expand on some of those stories. So before I left uh, for Vegas, I hit a local casino, and I played uh, this new slot that we're still kind of experimenting with and figuring out the exact entry point for and had a lot of ups and downs on that one and I'm, I'm really thinking about backing off that that uh, slot for a while until I have a better idea of the exact entry points now I'm still making money on it and overall I'm way ahead on it but it's better to be prepared and do the right thing because you could end up in a situation where you're uh, in for five figures and get yourself in some trouble but anyway um when i got to las vegas went straight to the the first casino and i would sit at the table and play and one of the the my favorite places to play is the win and the reason for that is because they have such variety so they have the win and they have the encore and at the win uh generally the double deck in the daytime is a hundred dollars and in the evening and at night it's 500 or 800 that's on the main floor that's not including the high limit one and if you can get in on a weekday morning uh, you can get a six deck hit 17 um, with good penetration like one deck uh, for $25 then it'll go to 50 and then 100 but one thing to remember about the win and the encore is if nobody is around and you want them to lower the limit, they'll lower it for you. So um, in one situation, I had them lower the uh, limit on double deck in the high limit area during the daytime from 500 to 300 for me, and I played it at 300. So um, that's that. And then also, of course, you go down the hallway, and then you have the encore down there, and the encore is basically an extension of the win, and you can do the same types of things there. And the win has a ton of beatable machines. Um, the Encore, not so much. Um, I do like the, the restaurant, uh, the Asian restaurant at the Encore. Uh, it's one of my favorite restaurants, and I ate there a couple times on my trip. Um, now, I did play some other games other than Blackjack and um, Slots while I was out there. I played just a few minutes of Gal. When I was at the Venetian, uh, at the Palazzo, and I was trying to figure out what to do, um, and I did play about two minutes of um, craps, and I believe I won 485 or something at the craps. So um, that was kind of interesting. But um, so okay, we talked about the win, and um, I would go to the Venetian, the Palazzo. And the Palazzo on the main floor now is total garbage. Don't even waste your time. So if you're a low-limit player, don't even go to the Palazzo. It doesn't make any sense at all. Even their double deck is 6 to 5 now. And none of the tables say 6 to 5 on them anywhere. It's just very, um, I don't know. It's I don't think it's very honest. I don't think it's very upfront. So if you want a um, Stay 17, 6-deck, with good pen, three to two, or a hit 17 double deck, good pen, three to two. You want to go to the high limit section. Um, 
I would suggest playing at least $100 if that's in your budget. Normally they have those tables set to between two and 500, um, but I've gotten them, I on this trip I got them to drop it to 100 for me um, at least twice, I believe it was twice, uh, maybe three times that I played there and I beat them. And I'm looking at my stuff here, Palazzo, Palazzo, yeah, three times that I beat them at Blackjack. So um, I, I, when I go into Palazzo, I just don't like the vibe there. So I'll go in, I'll play just for a little bit, get ahead 500 or 1,000. As soon as that shoe turns negative, uh, then I'll just make an excuse and leave while my phone rang or whatever. And uh, just by doing that, it gets me out of there. It doesn't get me bogged down. Uh, my first visit to Venetian, I made 500. Um, and then I went back later on and, uh, let's see, I mean the, the Palazzo, my, my, I keep getting those two mixed up, but my first visit to the Palazzo was $500. My second, and I also got $100 off their slots and then, um, another 525 or something like that and another thousand off their blackjack. So, um, although I don't like the place, I made money at it. Then I would go to the Venetian, they're connected. Just go down that hallway by the big heart um, display, like a artwork. And uh, I would go in there just outside the high limit room and play a $50 um, six deck. It's a very nice game, everything is good. I have a decent story, decent cover. I don't live here, I'm just trying to make a little money. I'm just trying to enjoy myself, you know, stuff like that. I don't want to be raided because I already lost all my money. I'm just trying to relax right now or whatever it is. So that's my story there. Now the Mirage on this trip, I decided to kind of skip the Mirage as far as Blackjack because um, the few times that I played it before, even on a $25 table, they're like right on you. And I did notice that and I mentioned it in the podcast about the Palazzo where they'll enter your bets in every every single bet or every couple bets or any time I think it's actually any time you change your bet amount so I made it kind of uh, a point of messing around with them on that where my bets are still trending the right way but maybe I'll go okay it's a, a true five I'm at 500 then it goes to a true six I'll go to 400 and then it goes back to a true five and I'll go back to 500 uh, or I'll play little games like that. I'll start the shoe off at 200 instead of 100. And then when the count goes up, I'll drop to 100. And once you get that first part of the shoe and they're analyzing it in the computer or whatever, then it doesn't seem to be a problem. And that, that reminds me actually, well, let's finish up at the Mirage. Because of that, I did not play at the Mirage uh, Blackjack. I played some slots and they have some nice slots there that are definitely beatable. And then... Um, Let's skip from there all the way down to Red Rock. And what I discovered in Red Rock is if you've ever seen those um, little lights that are under the table that let them know that you're betting on uh, some kind of a bonus or a side bet or something like that. And uh, they have that under the table. Now, I only played in the high limit, so I don't know if they have that everywhere. But it's very dim lights, and you can see it, and their chips have RFID in them. And I'm positive that it's just like Wheeling, West Virginia, where in Wheeling, they actually have to push a button before every hand, 
and it takes a snapshot of the amount of chips bet. So all the pit boss has to do is walk up and, and see what the average is and they could use that easily to track you to see if you're counting and stuff. And it seems to be the same system there without having to press the button. So um, let me know what your feedback is on that because I feel like I'm on the right track there, uh, but I'm not positive. Now I played multiple sessions um, at Caesars and did very well, but even with the new renovations, I'm really not comfortable there. I don't think it's a great casino. Um, they have so many slot hustlers there too. Unbelievable amount, like every trick in the book, old ladies, um, a lot of Asians, a lot of homeless, and a lot of young guys. That that's, seems to be what it is. Asian guy will come check a machine, and two minutes later, a different Asian guy will come and check the same machine. Five minutes later, a uh, homeless guy will check that machine. It's insane how many people are out there working the slots. And uh, I think I'm so blessed to be in the Midwest where we have so many less uh, hustlers. You know, I'll see one or two, um, but and they don't know how to do the things that I do. We have different experiences and we have different strengths. And I try to make friends with them. And I think it only benefits me to make friends with them because in case they have a play that they can't make due to money, uh, that I can help them with that and we can work together and make money. Now, from Caesars, I went to the Bellagio, which I love. The Bellagio is one of those places, it seems like I can cash out seven or $8,000 and they don't even care. They're like, here's your money. You know, other places are nitpicking, ID, you know, all this stuff. And the Bellagio is like, you know, okay, here, thanks for the chips, here's your money. And that's the experience I've always had there. And I've never played rated there, so it's nothing like that. But I've cashed out 7,000, 6,000, 8,000. I've even, uh, years ago, I, I would play craps there. Uh, and on one occasion, I hit for 15,000 at a table and kept sending my wife up to the cage because the crap table was right next to the cage and cash out two or three thousand at a time for me and they never said a word to her so um i've always liked the bellagio i think it's a beautiful casino i like being there i think the people are very friendly um so i like to play there uh, i'm sure i'm going to think of way more stories but um paris also i worry a lot about safety at paris paris is connected to valleys which is another you know what hole um both of them are dumps, in my opinion. Uh, the uh, the tables are not good. Uh, the high limit is the only place where I feel uh, I can make money. Um, their machines are good, but they have a lot of old machines. They have a lot of broken machines, broken buttons, and things like that. And sometimes that delays you so much, it's not even worth playing, in my opinion. So um, Bally's, again, was just sick. It was so terrible. And they said that they revamped it but all they did is rebrand it. Not revamp it, but rebrand it. So they would put in new carpet and different, you know, uh, Caesars stuff everywhere, but that's all they really did. And just overall, terrible experience. Um, they had one uh, $50 high limit table with three people already on it. Their machines in the high limit section are all old, missing lights, broken, buttons don't work, just terrible. Um, and then everything else on the, the strip from there to the wind seemed to be just bad like that too. And I know a lot of you guys play Flamingo, Cromwell, all these different places. 
can I applaud you for playing them, but you're playing blackjack. I, I looked at those um, four machines because at the time of day that I was there, there were very few blackjack tables open, so um, I didn't have a good experience uh, with the machines there. Um, and then one other thing, I uh, went to the airport. When I went to the airport, looked at the machines, they had some of the beatable machines at the airport as well. And within a few minutes, um, actually on my first pull on the one machine, uh, I hit for over $100, so uh, that was nice. But uh, I'm going to come back in a little bit and go over some little stories, some things that happened, um, who said what, and how things went down and just kind of go over that stuff with you and hopefully you'll find that interesting. Okay guys, so I wanted to tell you a story about an experience I had at the Encore. Um, just off the bat, right away I'll tell you, I really like the Encore, I like the win a lot. So um, it is probably my favorite casino. Um, but I was trying to get into um, the Encore to play their double deck table in the high limit. And I, I stopped by there three or four times and just couldn't get in. The limit was set to three or five hundred. There were people also on the table, so I can't ask them to lower the limit when people are on the table. Uh, but on one occasion, I was able to get in there, and uh, the limit was two hundred. I asked them if I could make it a hundred. They said yes, so no issue there. But it was one of those experiences where you wonder if it's even realistic for the things to happen that would happen. So, you know, obviously I cut the deck. It's a handheld, um, the, the cards are held, you know, in the dealer's hand and they're dealt, uh, not out of a shoe. Um, and, uh, you know, I've always been suspicious of that, even though I know there's nothing going on that's, that went away a long time ago with all the new things going on in poker, you, it makes you want to wonder, you know, um, you know, what could possibly be going on when, um, everything has to fall in place perfectly for them there's four face cards I get two tens and a two and they get two tens uh, or uh, I get a seven card 20 and they get a seven card 21 or um, just some of the craziness you know I get uh, ace five six and they get six you know what uh, eight you know like I have a five six and I double down and get an ace and they'd have a five six to double down and get a ten next hand I'd get a five three ace they'd get a five three ace and it's just you know I played that game for like three or four hours and it was just endless ag agony and sometimes makes you wonder is it really realistic it almost makes you believe in the flow of the cards you know but I'm the one cutting the deck I understand that they're shuffling it through the machine you know all this stuff is going on and it was just such a bad experience and they were so nice there but just could not beat it at all and I took such a beating at that game, and at one point I was down almost 10,000, uh, left that game uh, down about 6,000, um, and it was just terrible. So, um, and then I had a couple long sessions at the win as well, also with the double deck. One of them was, I think, a couple hours, and I ended up ahead like $12.50, and um, another session, um, I think I lost 3,000 maybe. But, uh, so, lots of craziness at uh, the casinos that I like the most, but I know it's going to happen. Um, you know, I, I don't know what else to say. I did very well at the machines at the win. Um, I think I hit 
two W-2s, uh, one for 1300 one for 2800 um, and I would check the same machines repeatedly, and they would just be ready to go repeatedly. And I, although I would see a lot of people checking the slots, I noticed that a lot of them would only check the lower limits. They would not go higher than that. Um, like literally they had to push one or two more buttons and they could see way more information, but they didn't. I don't know if that's their budget or not. I know uh, at one point there was the um, guy that was sitting at that machine that sold me um, the, um, you know, we, we worked it out where I gave him 30% of the winnings. Uh, if he would get up and let me sit there. He had been sitting at that machine, he said, for four hours waiting for someone to come by to check it uh, so that he could sell it to them. So uh, we exchanged phone numbers and I told him if he had any good plays that uh, if he could you know, give them to me, I would pass it along to friends of mine in the Vegas area and uh, make sure that somebody at least benefited from it. So, um, yeah. So anyway, um, that's it for right now. I'll come back and tell you some more. Now let's go back to Red Rock again. I just want to tell you this story just because it's, uh, you know, I've heard so much about Red Rock and how much of a hassle they give people and how much of a hard time they give people. And I just wanted to go in there and just mess with them a little bit. I honestly, I did want a confrontation. I was looking for a confrontation. Although my spread was small, it was kind of, I wanted to see what everyone else was talking about with Red Rock. And I'd played there once before and only played for a short time because I'd heard so much about backoffs and stuff there. And I'm not in OSN or anything like that. Um, but uh, the one time before I played for like 20 minutes, I won like $300. Uh, walked around a little bit, ended up leaving after that. This time I met a friend of mine who plays poker up there. Um, He's like a fixture in that poker room and uh, went up there to see him, played a few slots. Um, I believe I didn't win on the slots or broke even or something. But um, then I went to the high limit blackjack area and sat down at the double deck table and bought in just for 500. So it's a $100 table. I'm buying in for 500. What's suspicious about that? I want to know up front, is there anything, anything suspicious about it? And uh, she was like, um, do you have a card? No, I don't have a card. Well, would you like a card? No, I'm fine. I'm just on vacation. I'm only going to be here for a little while today. I don't need a card. Well, even if you only come out once a year, you would benefit from a card because you could get free things. No, I'm okay. I'm staying somewhere else and I'm not going to be here long. So play through that 500, another 500, another 500. So I'm losing. So I I'm not showing a big spread um, especially at the beginning uh, it was mostly negative counts so I want 100 200 and no more than that I was very friendly I talked to the dealer the dealer was very like standoffish I'm like you you know I wanted to call her a name but um, you know it was a decent dealer not the best but um, you know I'm just going through like a regular guy and they couldn't help themselves they had to know who I was so back to me again. Um, we can, you can get a free room. No, I don't want to. We have buffets. No, I don't want a buffet. So I go through my whole thing. Now I'm in for a total of $3,000. My last buy-in was 1000 because it was a higher count. And I wanted to start spreading a little bit. I wanted to, to get to $400 on there. So I start spreading a little bit higher. And uh, for the next, like, three shoes, I'm chopping back and forth with the dealer. 
not really making any money, but I'm no longer losing money. I'm holding my own. And um, she kind of backed off, but now these people are like, you know, other pit bosses come over, some skinny guy, some Asian lady, and, uh, you know, they're all huddling in the corner. I'm like, obviously, I know what you're talking about. I'm the only person in the high limit room. You're way on the other corner, and you guys keep glancing over here like, you know, there's some kind of huge problem going on. You're trying to solve it. So anyway that at that point is when i was kind of chopping back and forth with the dealer and i was struggling a little bit and that's when i called her over and uh, i asked her to cut the cards for me and uh, i don't know if she's eastern european or something but um she was not happy about that sure i'll be happy to cut the cards for you i said thank you i think uh you look like you're a luckier person than me or some kind of crap like that she cuts the cards and now she's really watching me. I said, just because you cut the cards, I'm going to start with 200 instead of 100. I bet 200 on the first hand, I win. The count goes up. I start betting higher and higher. And at the end of the shoe, I'm up $900 for the shoe. And uh, I call her over again. So they're over there discussing me, obviously, for no reason at all. They're like wasting their time. There's no way I'm a card counter, right? Because I'm spreading so small. You know, a regular player is going to go, okay, $100 I want, I'm going to double it, $200 I want, I'm going to double it. That That's as high as I was going. So they're over there discussing whatever, and uh, I call her over again. And I'm like, you did such a great job cutting it for me. Would you mind cutting it again? And she's like, no, I'm happy to. I said, okay, I don't mean to bother you. I know you're busy. You're over there discussing something. I'm, I don't want to bother you. So she cuts it again. I do well again. And then finally on the last shoe, I cut it, we end the shoe exactly even, and uh, I'm like, this is a good time to get out. I've been there now for probably, man, I wanna guess, it, well, it was probably a little bit shorter than this, but I wanna guess an hour. Uh, but it was kinda like a little, you know, the mood was not great, so I'm, I'm thinking it was probably a little less than an hour. Um, so at this point, I'm even, and uh, I stand up, and again, I call her over like a jerk that I am. And uh, I say, Natasha, thank you so much for cutting it for me. You really saved me. That was all my vacation money. I did. All, I want. All, I was hamming it up like crazy. So when it was all over, as far as she knows, if I'm truthful, I'm the nicest guy in the world. I like her a lot. I like this place. I didn't win any money, and I'm not a great player. And I'm just leaving now. So I go to leave, and I say. Is there a bathroom back here? And she says, yes, there's one in the corner and there's also uh, a, a cage that can catch you out. Thank you so much, I really appreciate it, I, I said. And I start walking back there and right in front of her, I turned to my friend who had walked into the room at that point and I handed him the $3,000 and I said, please, can you go cash this out for me? I really have to go to the bathroom. So he's like, okay, he knows the story. He's cashed chips for me before. So he goes to the desk, I go in the bathroom, waste a few minutes, and when I come back out, everything's at a standstill. So she's staring at him, he's staring at her. I walk in, and he looks over at me and puts up his eyebrows like, hmm. And uh, I said, what's going on, are we ready to go? And he's like, no, there's a problem. I said, what's the problem? She needs my ID. So I give her your ID. She goes, no, he said they were your chips. Uh, I need his, your ID. You're the one who was playing the chips. 
and uh, which later he told me, I believe, that he didn't say they were, I don't know, but it, it doesn't matter anyway, they want my, my ID, and I said, um, why, why do I need an ID, I didn't need an ID when I bought the chips, did I do something wrong, because if I did, I don't mind, she said, no, you didn't do anything wrong, I said, oh, it's for taxes, do I have to fill out tax papers, and she said, no, you don't have to fill out tax papers, I said, well, what's going on, she says, hold on a minute, so now I'm a total dummy, right? So I have no idea that they wanted to, to back me off, or no idea that they uh, thought I was a counter. Um, I don't know anything about why they need my ID. I'm a total imbecile. I have no clue about anything. So she calls someone, and uh, obviously they're taking my picture. I don't care. They've had an hour to take my picture anyway. So they tell her that it's okay this one time. And she so she uh, hangs up the phone. She said, are you going to play any more today? I said, no, I'm going to leave. She said, okay, I'll do this for you one time. And I couldn't let it go. So I couldn't just say thank you. I said, okay, but why did you need the ID if it's not for taxes? And she said, I don't know. And we left it at that. So, you know, I don't know if I was being a jerk or not. But I, I kind of feel like there are such jerks to all my friends, all the people that I talk to all the time. That I kind of wanted to rub it in their face a little bit. And I don't know if I was having the best day anyway, but I kind of played with them a little bit and it brightened up my day just to do that to them. So I hope that wasn't too boring of a story for you, but um, I had a little bit of fun with them. So anyway, uh, I'll be back. Let me tell you the story of uh, when I was in Paris and what happened there. So Paris was one of those things that was like kind of like a standoff where nobody did anything. Um, I went to the High Limit. I think I mentioned the name of the the dealer super nice Asian lady really sweet and um, there was a, a tall um, I don't want to say full-figured but um, you know not a skinny white lady who was the pit boss and I believe all the dealers back there uh, were Asian ladies except one white girl that was back there um, anyway it was very friendly you don't have to walk up like um, two or three steps to get into their high limit area and the first table right in your face when you walk in as a double deck and it was beautiful it was like $2,500 minimum and I don't really keep track of the max because I, I rarely go more than 1 to 20 so anyway um, I walk in I sit down buying for 500 slowly that goes away another 500 slowly that goes away anyway I was in for a total of $2,000 and I kept getting ahead 500 and then falling down another you know to a negative 12 1400 repeatedly so when i got back to 500 the third time um, and the shoe ended um, on that hand i decided to leave um, but they were very friendly to me i i really played it up and I'm, I'm thinking yeah i think it was a pitch game also so i had some fun with that um toyed with them a little bit when um you know i said uh hit me again when it was like already a 22 and then I stopped her and I was joking and stuff um, but I was you know, at that time it was like four o'clock in the morning and uh, I was very tired been up for a few days at that point uh, except for a couple of hours of sleep um, but uh, it seemed like it, and the experience I've always had at Paris has always been good the people seem to be nice in the high limit but um, also, I was only spreading one to five, so that, that could be part of it, too. Um, but just the place makes me uneasy. I think it's a safety issue. I think even the walkway to Bally's from there 
is a safety issue. I don't think it's clean. Their little fake cobblestone streets look like they need to be cleaned. Um, but uh, I guess it's not that interesting of a story. But uh, I've always had a lot of fun talking to the dealers there and never had them ever think I was counting or have any issue with them. But it's kind of a nasty place, in my opinion. So, um, you know, that's why I guess I don't go there very often. But usually on a trip, I'll hit them a couple times. Um, I had one experience where I lost a lot of money there, but other than that, I've always done well there. Um, I tried to play a couple of the machines, and the buttons were, like, stuck and sticky and dirty. You know, when you're at the win and you get up from a machine, within a minute, someone is there wiping down the machine, taking your drink, uh, pushing the chair in, making sure the screen is clean. They do all that stuff, and um, I know that maybe Paris makes less money than the win, but there may be a reason why you're making less money. If people have a bad experience, whether it's at the tables or at the slots, uh, that may be a reason why they're not uh, coming over there. So uh, that's it for right now. I'll be back. But just as a quick sidebar, um, I didn't get home till uh, this morning. And due to that, um, and I have a, a big meeting tonight to go to, uh, I'm not going out of town anywhere, but um, I'm staying within an hour and a half area which I don't consider out of town uh, so I'm, I'm stopping by a slots only uh, casino um, which I have some free play today uh, not including the free play I have for the week so um, I have a few hundred dollars to mess around with uh, I'm stopping in there right now and uh, I'm gonna hop in see what I can do and I'll come out and update you as to what happened with that and maybe have some other stories for you from Vegas Okay, so let me update you briefly. I uh, went into this place and um, played a couple machines. All of them did not turn out very well. I was down, and uh, on the way out, I checked another machine again that I had checked earlier and at a level that people don't normally play, but I'm already there. I check everything. So um, I was able to find a play on it and uh, played that, and that got me positive. I ended up leaving plus 176. Got a free meal out of it as well. Uh, got some uh, bags of nuts, some chips, all these different things to take with me. So um, luckily I did not give up. And then even after I did that, I took another lap around just in case because by then it had been another 10 more minutes and who knows what would have happened. Uh, so I went back and looked. I did notice that um, when I was in Vegas, a lot of the people who checked the machines will not check the high-end machines or will not uh, check the high denominations on machines so uh, that may be a benefit to people um, there was one play in Vegas that I passed on even though it was playable and that was a $75 a pull machine and I knew I would need up to $20,000 to do it and I just wasn't willing to, to risk that much on that machine uh, because the variance I, I think I probably could have lost as much as 6,000 um, but on the high end there was a lot more upside uh, but it's a machine that would have taken a long time and just pumping hundred dollar bills into it I just uh, wasn't for it um, I talked to a couple other APs about splitting it and I hadn't heard back by the time that someone hit it that night so I don't know the amount they hit it for but it was hit alright guys I wanted to run a hand by you something that happened to me in Vegas and I wanted to get your advice on it. 
I'm on this table is a hundred dollar double deck table hit 17 3 to 2 with a decent cut probably 40 cards and uh, the count was extremely negative and of course if it's a six deck shoe and I had a negative true nine or something like that I'm gonna get up or way before that but uh, this was a huge negative count and I had a pair of threes against a four with a min bet out there so a hundred dollars I believe and I decided to to hit it instead of split it so I just want to hear your advice on that um, I did end up hitting it about five times and ended up with a 20 and the dealer also ended up with five or six cards and ended up busting um, but I want to hear what you have to say about that um, I think we figured if I did split it I would have lost both um, but I'm not totally positive about that but that doesn't matter anyway winning or losing doesn't matter what matters is did I do the right thing mathematically and I've never seen a chart that talks about um, uh, you know threes um, you know being split or not depending on how negative the count is so just uh, like to get your feedback and your advice on that and see what you think about that using the high-low system I wanted to talk about um, the comps that I got I actually did not use any of the free stuff I got from one of the casinos I was so disappointed with the room and with the host um, I actually played unrated um, at two of their casinos and won a few thousand dollars and um, did I used the room but not really um, but I didn't even talk to the guy I was so upset with the way that he treated me um, on the other uh, hand uh, the other casino the host was very nice the people were very nice took care of me anything I needed was taken care of for me and they gave me so much credit that I ended up taking phone chargers home nuts um, t-shirts hats stuff for my kids just tons of stuff um, just because I had to use all the comps and they continued to give me more when I talked to them I told him how uh, I was having a good time uh, he actually gave me even more so that's the way you make money off people if someone's playing a 100 to 300 dollar minimum a hand and you can't take care of them and you don't have time to call them back the other host would not call me for a year or six months sometimes if I texted him and then when he found out um, you know it was a Caesars host when I, he found out I became seven stars and all of a sudden he was interested in me so there you go that gives you an idea of uh, what happened there but um, a little goes a long way you know that goes for uh, people you work with people that work for you family members anybody a nice word or being compassionate and good to people or just letting them know that you're there for them goes a long way and they didn't have to give me thousands of dollars worth of free stuff but as long as I was not being treated rudely or I was not being looked down upon like I was with the Caesars host um, then I'm going to be happy to play your property and you're going to get a lot of action from me so um, wanted to throw that out that's always been my philosophy treat everybody equally and uh, you know it doesn't matter what somebody looks like you don't know what they got on the inside you don't know how smart they are you don't know what they can refer you to and uh, I've made a lot of money not that I was trying to but I've made a lot of money off being nice to people then it comes back later years later 
and um, I get big rewards out of it. So anyway, back in a second. And one last thing I wanted to mention um, is uh, about drinking and Las Vegas and food and stuff like that. You know, I pretty much had unlimited whatever I want. I could get anything to drink, anything to eat, and as much of it as I want. And I didn't, you know, I, I made sure I ate food that was not going to be heavy, that was not going to be uh, making me uh, tired. Um, I didn't drink. I probably, I don't know, I probably averaged one drink a day. Um, but that's it. Uh, I'm not there to screw around and throw my money away. I'm, I'm there for serious business. And uh, the fact that drinks are free doesn't mean that I have to take them. So, um I just wanted to mention that, and same with food. There's a lot of great food. Um, I drank a lot of juices, um, a lot of vegetables. Um, I had uh, some nice Asian food that was nice and, and light, not too heavy stuff. Um, I ate really well, but I ate healthy. I ate cucumber salads, seaweed salads, um, wedge salads. Um, I had steaks. I had um, you know things like that that are good with vegetables on the side that's not going to be totally putting me in a, in a coma because I don't have the time to be in a coma as you saw by that one day that I walked all those uh, whatever it was almost nine miles I believe that day so I uh, just wanted to throw that in there and one other thing I wanted to mention was um, on two occasions once in Vegas and once today I had someone ask me about the same machine and ask me how it worked and I explained to him that it was a terrible machine, you shouldn't play it, and I explained how it worked, and they said, well, I'm going to play it anyway, I'm just ha having fun. So it's kind of like it reinforces that some people will never get it, and some people are open-minded to things um, and, you know, want to get some kind of an advantage. Even if you just want to play that machine, why wouldn't you find something else to do instead of wasting hundreds of dollars? And I remember the, the one in Vegas after I, I told her, um, I took another lap around the place and I came back like 30 minutes later she was still uh, playing the machine and I asked her how she was doing and she kind of got a little pissy with me she said she was down like $300 um, but she just wants to play it for fun so it's like you're the one who asked me about it so um, but anyway uh, I think uh, for now that's good um, I think I'm gonna wrap it up and uh, if you have any questions or comments uh, let me know I think tomorrow I'm going to have kind of a long day, uh, but just uh, if you have any questions, comments, mwusa21 at gmail.com, mwusa21 at gmail.com. See you next time.